I am Mr. Bugsy from Lewisham, the Blue Borough, you know, co-host of Blue Tick, Serious Banter, here with my co-host. Mr. D, go Dan, Mr. Serious Banter, and today we have a special guest in the building, pleasure to have him here, would you like to introduce yourself? Appreciate it, uh, my name's Bobby Kasanga, um, founder of Hackney Rook Football Club, and yeah, I'm here for the Serious Banter. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into this. Mm. Right. So first thing I want to ask you is to explain kind of people why we even want to interview you. Mm. Because just for those who don't know who you are, I want want them to understand, have some understanding of exactly why we came to you and wanted you to come on here. All right, cool. So um, I'm originally from Peckham. Uh, Used to be involved with the Peckham boys and ended up spending eight years in prison. And in those eight years, some of it was good, some of it was bad, but I decided to get education while I was there. Upon my release five years ago, um, I created Hackney's first ever semi-professional football club. So I owned that football team with two partners and uh, we played in the 10th division of British football. We run a charity, we've got a production company. Uh, we just, yeah, we're trying to do the most, man. We've got a charity and like a youth centre that we run as well. So yeah. So out of, out of the negative came positive. 100%. How, how did you make that? How, how did your mind? How was your mind frame taking that process? Because obviously, I've been to jail as well. I've done a little time. I was a ghetto boy. Mm. It's even a miracle that we're here, even oh, having a conversation. <laughs> We've come a long way. Mm. So, so, I understand what the mindset. Yeah. But for the for the youngins that watch this, mm. what was the point inside jail? Because I know when you got, when you first got there, mm. like most people when they get to jail, you're still angry. Yeah. So you're just like, ah. Mm. But what was the point? where you said, this is it, I've had enough Not of this enough. nonsense? Um, I think it took the time when uh, they released me temporarily and then I messed up my um, probation and they want me back in again. And then I realised, you know what, I can't keep doing this. And they sent me to Pentaville and I was in Pentaville and I was seeing these guys that were like, one, one white guy that I knew like swimming Joe ages ago and he'd come out He's like, oh yeah, I'm back in. I've got 15 years now. I'm like, fucking hell. And he's like, he's a career criminal. He says, I'm always in and out, in and out. But this time they gave me a stiff bird. I was like, I don't want that to be my life. I was 23 at the time. I was young. I was like, nah, I can't keep coming in and out of jail. I've got a daughter. So that's what galvanized me. I said, you know what? I'm going to get education while I'm here. Definitely. Strangely enough, that. imagine that yesterday, somebody that I was in jail with, I left jail 2012. So I left him, to, he left me 2011. Strangely enough, someone phoned me from jail yesterday. They're all in high point. He's doing 15 years. Jail's a funny thing because it's always the same people. Same faces. Like, it's one circuit and you'll always bump into the same people Mm. on the circuit. So, I I get that. I get that. Nah. Obviously, you're a Peckham boy. Mm. Man's a ghetto boy. Mm. How did you get out of that? How did you leave that behind? Because when I I made my transition... Mm. There was a lot of funny looks. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like people, people wasn't, I don't know, people didn't want me to make mm. that change. Yeah. So was it the same for you? Uh, with me, it's a bit easier because my brother's the one who had more reputation than I did. Yep. I was around. So like the sort of, I've said it before on the story that of how I became a Peckham boy, one of them tried to rob me and then it was younger Raver. He went, now nah, what are you doing? That's Carly's brother. And from the back of that, like, oh yeah, you're one of us. So I was recruited. I was recruited kind of falsely, just on the pretense of my brother's name. So By then, default. yeah. So you can you, you play up to that part where I wouldn't say I was the bad boy, but now I'm part of it. So if them are gonna mash work, you hesitate. Like fuck it, I'm gonna go with them as well. Definitely. So 
the transition for me was a lot easier because it got a situation where my brother was just getting to passes with everyone. And where our parents' house is, it's still the same place there, right where everyone hangs around. So whenever there's an issue, there'll be people at the mum's house and so on. But I had a big argument with my parents when I was 17. So I was like, oh, fuck this, man. I'm going to live in East London with my other family. Okay. So I sort of left Peckham at 17, so it was easier. Whereas, like, for others who were sort of hardcore, who were more well-known, if someone saw them in ghetto or something, they'd be like, that's, that, that's my man. But where it was with us, it was with me, I was sort of more low-key. So it's easy. It wasn't like I, I'm, I'll go to everyone, yeah, I'm repping Peckham because I went to play for Santley Football Club. That's a team in Brixton. Yep. So there's always that, you know what? He's involved, but he's not involved. How did that work out? Because that time, I'm sure Brixton and Peckham were worse than ghetto and Peckham. Nah, that's what I'm saying, but... The, the, I'll give I'll give credit to the coach. His name was um, Nana or Kofi. Is it got a definite Ghanaian name? And he come and recruit us from our school. And he like, don't worry. When you come to Brixton, I'll let them know that you guys play for the team. And all the Brixton boys, that like, some of the main Brixton boys of my generation, those was like very cool because I just wanted to play football as well. Yeah. They'll have banter. Go, oh, here comes the Peckham boy, sort of thing. But it was, yep. it was mostly cool. But the transition is up to you. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's a blessed story. Still, got respect to guy. Even me, I've I've, I've done the whole jail thing. You get me? Tried to turn my life around through then. Um, when I started doing it, it weren't cool at all. Mm. I come out and I got myself a job. weren't a gang member, you get me? But mm. I was always affiliated with, mm. with the road and gang members. So, yeah, it's just about showing the young kids that we can get this done. You understand? There's nothing fun about being in jail. How old, were you, how old were you guys when you kind of said, you know what, enough's enough? I was 18 when I got my sentence. <laughs> I came out when I was 20. So I stayed in, done a gas course, you get me? And it was by default myself. I put my name down to do a course one day. And um, yeah, six months later, they come and spoke to me and said, yeah, Mr. Reed, put your name down for a course. You're going to start doing this gas stuff. And um, yeah, and I've stayed working for the same company for 15 years. That's so big, man. No, 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 no one talks about the working man like that. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always so, tell these young people, like... Everyone wants to make the quick money. I was there, I want to make the quick money. But the consequence that come with it is not worth it because you can work for, like you said, for 15 years and made that same amount of money. Definitely. No one teaches these young kids this. Definitely. Yeah, we weren't taught that at all. My, yeah. My story is a bit different. I'm I'm still pretty new to it. Mm. I'm what? Five years off? Okay, well. Five years off the road? Mm. Yeah, last time I went to prison, 2014. So, yeah, I came out. I'd say, yeah, I came out. I was probably, I, even when I came out at 2014, I was still, I didn't, I, my heart weren't in it like it was before, mm. but I was still in it. Do you know what I mean? Um, last time I went to prison, I didn't, I can honestly hand on heart say I never committed an offence. Yeah. And I love all the man them, but I was, I only went to jail because I didn't open my mouth mm. and I don't think I got treated how I should have got treated. Yeah. So that was kind of the wake up, like, mm. raw, like man's here keeping it 100 and, no one ain't checking for me. Like, no one's not looking after me. Like, this is mad. Mm. Man, they're talking about not snitching. I've done it. So how come man ain't holding up their end of the bargain? Mm. Like, I need peas. Mm. I'm on the wing. I'm broke. I need mm. I need stuff. But that was kind of my wake up call. Then I have to big up my girl still. Because when I came home, I met a girl and she proper helped me yeah. get my shit together. And I will always say this, behind every good man, there's a good woman. No, I, I, on that note, a shout out my girl. She's actually from Catford, actually, as well. And I, I met her like a year after I came out of jail. And for me, I was nervous. I always tell her about this. I was nervous because she was high maintenance. Nice car, nice job. I'm like, I'm fresh off road, like fresh off jail. Like, and when we went to date, I was putting it off. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be in this relationship because you're thinking to try and keep up with her. Like, 
and it's gone to a madness. But I was honest with you, I say, you know what? Right now, I've not even got it. I'm coming out of jail. I'm trying to build. But she saw the vision. That's why I rate her to this day because she saw the I vision. Like, right, four still. four years deep into it, and like now she's like, right, you've actually achieved everything you told me you're gonna achieve. Still going strong. Still going strong. Rate that's dope. I rate, I rate that. I rate that. So I want to talk about. You know what it is? Yeah, we have to talk about some of the beef in it because mm. the people them are gonna want to know because mm. I think. I'm older than you. How yeah. are you? 34. Yeah, so I'm older than you. I'm more Giggs, Knox, yeah. Lee, mm. them man there. That was my generation that yeah. I was having the back and forth and mm. the beef with. You would have been Smiley maybe. I think my, if I remember one of the issues, I think it was more Smitty. Yeah. Uh, vet, veteran. Yes. Yeah, that, yes. That, that, that sort yeah. of um, era there. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got caught in with the wrong batch of the people that was really active in Peckham. So, like, at the time, so, the, the team I started with was sort of Young Areva, Spen, Crafty, Pebla, um, yes. Maestro, Chester. So, these guys were active. Very. So, the sort of thing that way that, sometimes, when I think about some of the stuff we used to do was so dumb. Like, we'll jump on a bus and say, come, we're going ghetto. And we'll go, we'll go to St. Joseph's Academy because we knew some of our friends were there and we'll just go and start trouble. And I think I even told a story one time where we went to a party in New Cross and there wasn't a lot of us. There was only quite a few of us. And I, I, I talk about Chester for some reason. Where's the ghetto boys? Where's your leader? Where's Victor? Where's your leader? I'm thinking to myself, is this guy mad? We're outnumbered sort of thing. What's he doing? But you're kind of forced to back it. At the time, and then I think um, Sparks rest the PC came, and then all of a sudden, yeah, we, we got beaten up that day. <laughs> we got beaten up that day. Yeah. Everyone ran. Everyone tried to escape. Everything but... changes when he shows up. Yeah. Every, everyone turns into Superman yeah, when he shows up. Once yeah. he shows up, everyone's everyone's good to go. What are you saying, man? No, <laughs> You're I'm just listening. There. To listening. Listen. No, I want a gang member. So it's nice to air these mm. stories. You never, you yeah. never had no interactions with no Beckham mm, Mutes nah, ever. No, nah, I've had interactions. I come up on a wing of. I come up under a wing of of a couple of the older Beckham boys. You get mm. me? Shouts are oh, you know who you are. Mm. You get me? And yeah, I just I just kind of stayed out of it. I was all about money from young though. Mm. You understand me? So you see the beef thing. It wasn't really for me. I used to go to St Joseph's School. Oh, yeah. But what was nice about that is that. We had people from every end, mm. you get me? Triads, Brixton, Newt, Peckham, and we all got on mm. in school. So, you get me? Out of school, I never really had no issues. The only no, what's problems me? I really had issues with was uh, Woolwich boys. You understand me? Growing up. You know what's mad about St. Joseph's, yeah? Mm. I'm not going to say their names, but there was two guys. No. One went Northbrook, one went St. Joseph's, yeah? You know, for the whole time they was at school, they were so cool with us. Mm. You see the moment they left yeah, St. Joseph's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, see yeah, the yeah, yeah. you see the day. Yeah. I saw I, I didn't even know we had problems. Mm. I remember I was going past on the bus and the man was just ice grilling me for an hour. Mm. I'm seeing her, huh? what's going on here? Mm. We was all right a week ago. What's happened? <laughs> you know it is, and that that is so true in regards to all these kids who are in school now. Cause where I live now, uh well, I live in, in Woolwich, but we've got a, a spot in Hackney as well. Where it is that, for example, London Fields and, and Homerton, two mm-hmm. areas close to each other. So the kids who go to schools from year 7 to 11, they're all friends. As soon as year 11 is done, they're going to college. It's beef. Beef, yeah, you guys it's were mad. friends for all these years. It's and they just have these And if you were to ask them why they're beef, and a lot of them, they could not tell you the reason why mm. this beef has ever started. They're right. just mm. literally riding a bandwagon. All right, then. You want, me to give you, the, you want me to give you the funniest story about me? Mm. I'm originally from Birmingham. I moved from Birmingham when I was three years old. I moved to Camden Estate. Okay, right, Peckham. Yeah, my brothers, my brothers are older Peckham boy, Devil okay. Ed. 
You might have heard of him. Okay. He's like MPB. Okay. Peckham yeah, yeah. Days. So I moved to Camden Estate. I lived on Camden Estate and I moved Lewisham Way, ghetto broccoli sides when I was what? Nine, mm. ten. So I'm kind of well traveled. I went I went Oliver Goldsmiths. Okay. So I went to school with a lot of a lot of Peckham youths and exactly what you're saying. I don't even want to say it was a peer pressure thing, but it kind of was because I kind of fell into where I was. It yeah. wasn't, I didn't go out there saying, I'm going to be a gang member or I'm a bad man or I fell into it. Mm. And obviously, if a lot of people won't know about North Peckham back then, but North Peckham was a big gang hub. As a, as a child, the first like, my first ever interaction with gang stuff was North Peckham boys versus ghetto boys. Mm. And I saw a man get stabbed on Frontline opposite Warwick Park. Yeah. I think I must have been eight or nine. Yeah. And I, and like that's my first ever remember of gang stuff. Like, mm. oh, I remember my brother and his friends like, yeah, you man on the estate, whatever, North MPB, whatever, whatever. Mm. But my first actual like seeing another gang and another gang have beef, I was like nine or 10. And from that point, it was kind of normalized. Mm. Like I kind of got, as as time went on, you become desensitized to mm. things. And a lot of kids, they, they fall into this gang life, innit? It all depends where you live, who you know. Do you mm. understand? You've got to realise, people, when you're young, people just want to be a part of something. Mm. It's that one big family. Mm. Do you understand me? But I say that because I grew up in a Gloucester estate and then when they knocked down that whole estate, we moved to the new place where my parents live now. And the other day, um, I was filming around there and we lived in uh, number 22. But for some reason, I don't know what happened, what God was doing that day, but that day I went there, like everyone grew up in the area where they're visiting for some reason or we're just there that day and I'm like raw I see a guy called Shinner who lived number 34 uh, Javen who lived in 25 and rest in peace his brother Marcus Fraser died but like all these kids we all grew up on the same street but not everyone turned out bad Shinner went on to go into finance Javen works in engineering uh, Dami done something else so it's not necessarily where you grew up. Of course, that, that's a big factor. Mm. And what I always say, because when I was in jail, I'd done criminology and social policy. And it's like, all these factors affect you, right? In terms of parents' household income, peer pressure, where you come from, who, the people you're around. But ultimately, it's your decision. Definitely. Ultimately, it's always your decision. Definitely. I won't lie. At 13, when I started going house parties with the mandem and realising, yo... Man's a little face in here. Mm. Like, yo, gal, them are feeling, man. Come, man's with gang. Mm. It was inspirational for me to do more gang mm. stuff. No, At 13, like, like, I'll never say that I'm famous or nothing, but mm. I've definitely been blue famous, where I've mm. been I've been a very well-known man in my area, mm. and I got a bit of respect for whatever work, whatever idiot little mm. piece of work I felt like I was putting yeah, in at sure. the time that was big and dope. Mm. I got a little ratings for it. And mm. yeah, that did, in that did, Push me to want it more, but also the OGs that were around me at the time, what they were feeding me mm. was was crazy stuff, innit? Because I had like above me, you will say there's Sparks, the Twins, they weren't showing you Zags. Yeah, man, no one ever, no one ever showed man nothing. No mm. one ever showed man nothing good, man. Like if I come from an era before guns and knives, really, like so. When we grew up, Facebook it was it was no, it was really about who could fight. Like mm. it was definitely like who can rock, mm. can man rock. Mm. That was man's word. Like I'll bang you up. It weren't really I'm gonna bun you. Mm. It was like you buck a man. I'll bang you up. I'll mm. bust your head. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so totally the, the, the 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 dynamics of gangs have 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 progressed and 
and changed. Obviously, you know how it goes. Once one person gets stabbed, man's saying, raw, I'm not getting stabbed. I'm rolling with my knife. Mm. Once one person gets shot, man, raw, then man playing with but do you think? Do you think drugs plays a big part in it turning from fist fights to now knives and guns because now people are getting money now you have to Definitely. protect it. Like for Definitely. example, you said you was more said about your money mm-hmm. and I know firsthand in Peckham, if someone saw that, oh, my man's to make money, you ain't, they're going to try and rob him. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think. And you got Enos going to rob someone. Protect yourself. Yeah. Mm, definitely. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Definitely. Money changed everything, though, innit? Mm, it Once does. money started making, it was no longer fun. Mm. It was pressure. There was pressure to have money. Man started getting clothes. Mm. There was yeah. so many things. Just money just changed the whole dynamic of the thing. Before mm. money, we were a bunch of friends that used to have a little tear up and whatever mm. in a little Barney go parties and bully people but it wasn't as serious as it got yeah. when money got into mm. it you get what I'm saying and that go I don't understand that because Peckham boys never affected our money Yeah. so I don't understand how it got more serious with you lot mm. when money came into play I think at the same time there's still that whole reputation of this is our ends and that's their ends you have to so it's and the thing is it's very tribal it's not always just even if you go back to ancestrals and Africa there was tribes fighting against each other mm-hmm. so it's nothing new in terms of someone being from this area or someone being from that area, you see it also in regards to some of the working class and middle class footballers. You've got the West Ham fans and the Millwall fans, they meet yeah, up. It's, it's, it's a passer sort yep. of thing. So that's yep. always been there. So you're all going to sort of kind of protect your territory. But I think money definitely starts infecting people within your own area. Yep. That's when the problems, yeah. that's when the problems become in-house. Mm. Civil wars. That, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, exactly yeah, the right yeah, word yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Civil wars. That's when it's like, raw man's doing better than me peg him down like my man don't deserve I put in more work than my man mm. why is he up like mm. so I know that I know that mentality because mm. I've been there innit? I can't mm. I can't say that I haven't done some wrong things in my life that I would never be proud of and show off to people because mm. that's the reality of the life that we've lived innit? we come from a come from a bad place mm. but you know what At the end of the day we're here now giving you some good gems you know I hope mm. you look listen this is, the, this is the question I asked you the other day and I and one video I've done recently and there's an issue that happened 13 years ago and let's say for example we're all friends us three right like good friends right and then a madness happened to you like someone violated you but you've never known who it was I've never known who it was and then next man told me oh you know what it was my man all this time and this happened 13 years ago but now you guys are all good and everyone's what do, you, what do you do in that position? Because everyone tell me, nah, oh, Bobby, you're a snake. You should tell my man that he was... And I think to myself, like, if I go and reopen that whole thing yes. and then someone going to do a madness of someone else and then back. it's on my back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, people are telling me, you can't just watch them, man, like that and be cool. So I'm like, bruv, you know what? See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, That's yeah, moved yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah, but at the cool same time, man. I look at my man and feel like, bruv. Yeah, but so, you know what that is, isn't mm, it? That's your growth. Mm. That's your growth. And that's you having empathy and compassion for other people because you mm. don't want things to happen to other people mm. because probably maybe 10 years ago you'd have been like blood don't lie my man done a madness to you you know mm. get him mm. you get what i'm saying mm. but you've learned over like living off experience mm. isn't it so, so you have to go through certain things to realize certain things this is why government Definitely don't understand draws. why we behave mm. how we behave because mm. they've never sat at home with cockroaches mm. and and no money, and then under, then when you get money, your head's a bit giddy. Mm, you never had money before. Definitely. Mm. Now, touching mm. on that, I, I watched one of your videos the other day, and mm. yeah, I could see the growth in a, in a man like yourself, because you saw 
I see um, some kids being chased, uh, you being chased yeah, down by some yeah. other kids. You, and you took it upon yourself to jump out of your car. I can't lie. I can't lie. I, I was hesitant because mm. I'm, I'm doing my food. Every Sunday I do my food deliveries. And when I can't get a driver, I do it myself. And I got through my house and I see at first I just see a bunch of teenagers. I'm letting them cross. I see one of them is hyped, hyped. And then I think, what's going on? There's about six, six, seven of them. So I thought, oh, they must be playing around. And I look again. The other one's like, come here now, come here now. Mm. Then the other two just looked and dust off and they grabbed the other one and then marching him. I think myself, do I get involved? Do I not get involved? I've got mm. a family. Mm-hmm. And then I started driving and I pulled down the window. I said, guys, don't fight. And the guy like, nah, nah, we're not fighting, big man. It's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Then I like, come here, man. I drove down and I thought, nah, it don't, it don't sit well with me. I have to jump out. So I thought, let me tell the people, like, look, yeah, if a madness happens, if a madness happens, I'm late. That's when I knew it was serious. <laughs> that's when I knew it was serious. But, but when I've gone there, I can't see the kids. So I think that they've dispersed. So I'm thinking to myself, so I'm also around. Did you see the people? Say, no, we didn't see where they went. You made some impact. So at the same time, it's like, you have to think about your own, be a bit selfish. Because when I told my missus, like, you mad, what are you doing? You got, you got a family, you can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if it was one me, of your children, mm, if it was someone you loved, you would want someone to kind of mm, reach out and do the same. Definitely. Mm. These so kids, I see that still. These kids, are, these kids nowadays, they're very dangerous. And I don't think half of them understand what they're rolling with or, or what, what they're, they're doing. Because mm. like you walk around with a knife the size of your leg and you stab someone, they're going to die. What do you think, what do you think has changed then? Because no, nobody was hanging around with rambles. <laughs> internet, man. Access to the internet. Mm. Internet the is the most... Web. Internet mm. is these the most... being delivered to your house. Mm. Like, all right they then, I'll give you an example. Chief Keith has changed the whole world. Mm. In regards, in regards to even UK drill music, in mm. regards to the, the way the, the way UK gangs work now, mm. that's all based off of Chicago. Mm. Whereas when we was young, we didn't know what was going on in Chicago. Mm. Like I, I, I say it all the time, we only knew what was going on in your hood, mm. my hood, and the other hood yeah, that we yes, was beefing. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't care about you not liking mm. me. I only cared about YGB and YBM. Mm. They were the only people that mattered. Mm. If you weren't part of the cool kids in that. F you, you weren't part of the thing, so mm. you don't matter. Mm. Where now... They want to be liked by everyone. A hundred people, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see it. Like, even the other day, we had these little son in there, mm. and we started an Instagram for this. Mm. We got a couple followers. He was like, oh, you got more followers than me already. Mm. I'm like, look, you don't even know that's a, that's pressure that you're putting mm. yourself pressure. on. Like, don't do that. Mm. Like, But this is the way of the it's world the now. Of the no, 100%. World now, and what I agree, I guess, with the internet is like, me and you could have a fight, right? Before the internet, me and you can have a fight. They're like, oh, yo, no, nah, my man beat up Bobby, you know? And that's all that's heard about it. Now, someone had a camera on there showing how you Definitely. beat me up. Definitely. And then people are laughing, they're trolling a comment. I'm like, nah, I have to get mine back. So what they started doing was people go for different ends. Well, we're in your block now. We're in your block yeah, now. What yeah, you yeah, weren't saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's documented. Mm. It never, the time, remember what it is. Time's a great healer. Mm. But when something documented... That you it can always goes, be brought yeah, back no, to that yeah, emotion. Yeah, yeah. You can always be brought back to that exact point. Mm. So if a man, if I was on camera getting, if I was on camera getting beat up, yeah, if I didn't see you for four years, mm. and then someone showed it to me four years later, and I saw you the day after, it's still gonna be. I mean, yes. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. that's like um, not to sort of speak on names, and that's like killing that's happened um, uh, recently, where someone done a madness to someone years, 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 years back, and it was a proper violation, and then obviously, mama changed his life around. But the other brothers supposedly never forgot that. Like, right, you done this 20 years ago. It's cited my man. And now it's, it's peak. Yeah. 
So That's these fine. things there that are still yeah. going on. Certain people you heard what road. Pac said. Everyone's got different. Always got to worry about the payback. Mm. Some punk that are roughed up way back. Yeah, it's real, man. Like growth, innit? But can we get off of this negative? Mm. We've been talking about definitely. gangs. We've been talking about gangs for ages. Definitely. How you know would, what, I mean? what I would like to know, Mister, mm. um, how you started this whole big ego entertainment mm. movement because that has taken off. Like Proud of you, man. Done you proper with that. Now you know what. Is is basically by chance. So literally this Sunday, I'm about to release episode one of a drama series that I'm doing. But we're going to release episode one and see how that does and before we commit to anything else. But remember I said when I was in jail, I wrote two books. Okay. So the books were based on um, a murder that happened in Peckham in 2007 when um, a, a young boy was killed in his bed, a case of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. I remember um, that. I was arrested for it as one of the suspects because they were adamant it was me. It had nothing to do with me, but... Mm-hmm circumstances would make you feel that it was me. So the people who they say had done it, then end up getting 30 years each. So while I was in jail, everyone used to ask me the story, like, what happened? I thought, you know what? Let me actually write a story about this. Also use fictional characters and talk about my whole journey of trying to be, play semi-pro football and also um, the situation you that led know. me to get to, to, to get arrested. So okay. I had to teach kids like, rah, if you've got something good going on for you, keep going because this will distract you. Mm. I'd done that, had a phone in jail, was giving people snippets on road. It was like, oh, you know, you need to release this, man. Everyone's buying the books. So I released them via Amazon. What's the book's name, please? Called The Life I Live, Not The Life I Chose. So that's mm-hmm. part one and part two. So through doing that, I, come, I got out of jail and people that read the book in jail, out of jail, like, yo, when are you going to make that to a movie? I'm like, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then, um, obviously, I started the football club by, by then. So people recognised me through Arsenal Fan TV, through being on, on BBC, through the CNN. And that was, oh, you're, you're, you're the football guy. Then because I was doing this um, sort of story based around Peckham, this drama, I decided, okay, I'm going to do the drama series. So I hired a lot of the young people that I work with. So the guys, we're going to shoot this drama series based on a 15-year-old who got killed and I need you guys to be the actors as part of a project. So that was all for it. So to sort of set the scene for people to understand what's going on, I want people to get used to Peckham. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to start talking about the different stories of the different murders that have happened. Yeah, yeah. So like this is a story sense. of Gavin. This is a story of so yes. take you through that history. So when the series comes out, you know what it's all about. But it became so popular that people say, Oh, do one on Lewisham, do one on someone in Brixton, do and someone and you did. Yeah, because I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're actually tough. And they then they, 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 it started popping off, popping off, popping off. And um to the point like they was getting something like hundred thousand views just via um Instagram. And then I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to start putting it on YouTube. So I put it on YouTube. I got to 5,000 subscribers and it was sort of stayed there. This one day I was having a rant about something. I think someone told me, again, like what we spoke about the kids and I was having a rant about these kids. I said, these kids are going out there bad, but when they go to jail, this will be something that's mad. It's going to happen to them. I done that video, pull it on my um, Instagram. It flew. Like people in America contacted me. I thought, oh, let me pull it on YouTube, pull it on YouTube. And it just went. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, let me try another one. So I said, oh, this is a story of how I got recruited as a Peckham boy. And that's about to touch 400,000 views now. Wow. wow. And because of that, I think COVID played a part because everyone's at home. No one's allowed out. And I'm popping up on someone's YouTube. Oh, let me check this out. And then people are sharing it and spreading it. And it just grew and grew and grew to the point I said, you know what? I don't want the platform to just to be about negativity. Because we're just about to hit 50K subscribers. So I'm to the point that we're... As you guys know, I came here a couple of months ago. I was trying to tell you guys what to do yep. in terms of things like that as well. And I bought my bridge in Gullet. I said, look, talk about your history as well. Your... And he started doing it. He's on 10K subscribers now. So what I've been trying to do to build a platform now is that 
if you got a concept or a show that I like, I'm say, okay, pull up my platform. Whatever money that comes through advertising from it, you get it. And if you think that you get to a point where you're getting enough views for yourself, pull on your own channel. So therefore, I'm trying to make it into like a media yeah, corp- yeah, corporation yeah, yeah. where I take people's shows, pull it out there for them. And then so I've got a girl called um, Shanette Carlio who gives advice to women because my audience is 93% men. So I thought, let's try to get some women on there as well. <laughs> so she's on this, so she's doing her thing. So slowly, slowly trying to build into a little media kind of portfolio where I, I, I'm like a BBC, basically. I, do, I put different shows. So I'll get to the point that where I'm going to start buying the camera equipment, start buying the sound equipment and, and all that as well. So and yeah, and that's how it works. Yeah, I rate that still. That is a power move. That's big. You see, you see, and that's the main reason why I needed him to come on the show because I want... obviously I'm here but I haven't achieved anything like what he's achieved and I need everybody to understand that your past doesn't define your future and everything ultimately comes down to choices choices affect next choices so you make a choice today it affects the choices what you have to make tomorrow and that's how life works do you understand so I need like young boys my little brothers my little cousins all my little friends all the little young G's that are out there feeling like they're trapped because I know there's like out of every gang probably only 15, 20 men want to do it. Mm, the rest it. of them are doing it because it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's not because they want to do it. Mm. It's they're doing it because they're cool. You can always tell the 15 that mm. want to do it because they want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And then you've got the other man that are in the background. Some men are just love it for the girls. Mm. Some men are in it so no one don't trouble them. Mm. Like there's always, there's so many different reasons why people do that stuff. And I just want to big you up on that. I appreciate it, man. And what I, I let people know is that I've come out of jail to own a football club, but I've done it without even having money in the first place. That's what I want to touch on. Mm. How, what what made you make that decision that you wanted to do that? Obviously, I know you was a part of semi yeah. football growing up, but how, how no. did you pull that off of the ground? How? Uh, so basically, I play semi-pro. So I knew semi-pro, you can earn anything from like 30 pounds to about two to three bills a week and have another job on top of that. And I saw some cold footballers in jail. I'm like, bro, you're hard. But they didn't know what semi-pro football was at all. Okay. I'm like, bro, there's a whole division of football after professional, you know, that will give you good money. Mm-hmm. So I got out of jail, I was 28 years old, and I wanted to go and play football game. I'm like, I'm 28, going to turn 29 soon. I signed for my club, my old club, Corinthian Casuals. They're based in Polworth and Surrey. I just found that it's trotting and you're going there, you're unfit, you're not really playing matches. I thought, let me look for a local team in and around the Hackney area. I'm doing my research and people are like, oh, there's no really no semi-pro team around here. So I just do my fitness in the park one day. I see a bunch of players cold. I'm like, wow, where are you guys? Some of them have been released by professional clubs and so on. Mm-hmm. They come there every day just to keep fit for pre-season. So I'm like, oh, you, man, I'm going to start a football team. They're looking at me like, you just come out, you just told us to come out, you're going to start a football team. I'm like, no, you're going to start a football team. I was excited about it. Once you're excited about something and you're passionate about it, you're going to make it happen. Definitely. So literally, I went home that day, uh, so I'm going to call it Hackneywick FC because my biological mom lived in the Hackneywick area. And then I put, um, I used the Hackneywick train station sign as the first sort of logo. And literally, I'll spend about three to four hours every single day searching Hackneywick FC on, so Hackneywick on Twitter. So if Dwayne something mentioned Hackneywick, I'll follow him. If someone's bio said I live in Hackneywick, I'll follow him. Then I'll private message them saying Hackneywick FC coming soon. So straight away, because they've got affiliation to Hackneywick FC, straight away, they'll fall about, oh, we've got a local football team That's ourselves. That's real clever, you know. So from the back, I did that, spent three hours every single day. It's jarring to the point that where it brought up quite a following. And then some lady said, oh, I'm from Hackneywick. Um, I'm a brand designer. I want to design your badge for you. So 
if he can strategically come a black man just come out of jail she's a middle class white woman I said look I told her my situation I said would you like to come out our, our chairwoman she's like yeah 100% so she came, became my chairwoman and that. through that it gave me sort of an angle to meet businesses but every player that played for the team when I started promoting it I said look you have to go out and actually volunteer because if I want a favour from the the the, what do you call it, the people that live in the area, if I want you to come mm-hmm. to our matches, the community to come to our matches, they have to be feel some sort of affiliation to us. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, we're going to volunteer. So we put, look, if you guys are looking for young men to come and help you out in any, so we, people start contacting, oh, look, come to this event, come to that event. So we'll do the Run Hackney Marathon where we're giving out waters, we're going to the local cemetery to help do stuff. Yeah, Everywhere was going. So people that. are saying, oh, who's this guy that's come out of jail and he's gathering at these young black people? So straight away then, the local newspaper started featuring me. Once the local newspapers are featuring, there's someone else who will see it. A company called Copper Knight, he came and said, um, this was before they even got bought out, they'd been, I think they'd been bought out by Universal. They said, oh look, we want to feature you. So they done an advert with me and Hyundai. When that came about, London Live interviewed me and through the back of that, I can now get sponsorship. I told people, look, we're on TV, you know, we're going to be on TV, can we get local little sponsorships? So people give you 200 pound there, 500 pound there. Then there's a company, the Lowestown Pub, a guy called Declan Perkins, ex-pro player, he sponsored our first kits, so he bought all of our kits for us. But at the same time, we still didn't have money. Literally, I would go out with buckets, all the bare charity buckets, and literally go outside of the Tesco's. We'll be there from 9am in the morning to 3pm. Literally, do you want to support our local football club? Some people look at me, yo, what are you doing? Can I just say one thing? Mm. I want everybody to hear this. Success is a byproduct of hard work. Definitely, that's what you're hearing right now. Success never came before the hard work. The hard work came, then the success. Carry on. I just needed, <laughs> nah, I just needed to say that. I just needed to say nah, that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, so we'll literally stand outside day to day and one person will come back, give you a pound. Next person will come, give you five pound. If a thousand people go past, give you a pound, that's a thousand pound. With that, when we started making that, we're like, right, cool, put that in the bank account. Go and buy kits. Go and buy uh, training equipment. Go and buy footballs. Register to the league. So I was very... On the, uh, I can see the rise of women's football as well. So I'm like, we can't just do men's football without women's football. So we start offering free women's football training. So I get the players, look, we want to do free women's coaching. So we started getting a lot of the white middle-class women coming to the, because Pete Hackney was gentrified. Mm-hmm. So we started to get a lot of white middle-class women wanting to play football, learn how to play. We'll come and get them free sessions. So then that become Hackney Week FC women's team. And once you start having that sort of backing of people seeing you, they've always got contacts with different people from yeah. their own companies. Definitely. And then from that, so you, do you have a women's team then, yeah? Yeah, we've got a women's team, oh, men's up, team. And then through the back of that, Nike came and said, look, we love what you're doing. And it, it, this, were, this weren't even Nike UK. This is Nike in the US. They said, like, right, we've been hearing about what you're doing. We want to come and support. So there's even a little bit of tension between the US and UK team at the beginning because UK team like, well, why no one told us about this? So they came and des- got all of our youth in the youth center to design a whole kit for us. Sold out worldwide within minutes. Like, everything was gone. Bah, bah, bah. So we're back to do a, Power a new kit. Back to the I hope kit. you're listening to this. So a new kit's coming out within the next couple of weeks with Gaffer, who are like a big um, media company who are also now one of our sponsors. And even before that, when I got out of jail, you know, when you when you, you, you make money, all of a sudden you ain't got money. There's that, there's that bit of shame and a bit of embarrassment. You come out of jail and you think, oh, I don't want to go and work at McDonald's or at Tesco, even though there's no shame in that. I say, you know what? I'm going to go and do a night shift. And this, this is where... This is where the, it's about how you apply yourself. I was doing a night shift at a bagel factory in Hackney Wick. So every night I finish training, I'll go and do work at a bagel factory until six o'clock in the morning. I found out a company called H Group. 
were buying the, 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 the bagel company to build property on it. I sent an email to, this might be like one o'clock in the morning or something, I sent an email to the CEO of Age Group. I Because normally you don't find these people's, you don't find the, the chief executive contact uh, email. details. Yeah. I've done my research, I find these emails, I sent him and said, look, I use this job to fund my football club and I hear you're buying it. I just want to know would you want to sponsor the football team? He told his secretary to, to, to um, email me to set up a meeting. They had offices in Shoreditch. I went over there. I told them what I was doing. They said, right, cool, you don't have to work there no more. I'm just going to give you money every single month to run your football club. You just run your football club and I'll give you money every single month. So he put me on that. Then what he started seeing, wait a minute, this guy's always on TV. He's like, well, wait a minute, he's on BBC. I see my ITV. And they had a bit of bad press. They had some bad press over some another business that he had. So they must have said, look, we want you to help us create a charity. And what should we name it? So I was like, oh, our nickname is The Wickers. I was going to name it the Wickers Charity. So we named it the Wickers Charity. They put me on 28k a year salary. So if I'm coming out of jail, all of a sudden now I'm earning 28k a year. But I ended up leaving the company because of other issues. Because I just thought that they were trying to do too much over my football club where I didn't think I could have a say. But like, thank you, but no thank you. One of the things that he said to me, I said, you can't remember. You have to always remember one thing. You're a man before anything else. There was a thing that where ITV wants to come and interview me. He's like, oh, you can't wear Hatton Rick FC stuff. You must wear our Wicker's charity thing. I'm like, cool, no worries. Done that. The next day, ITV said, oh, come back to the, um, come to the studio and do a live thing. And he's like, oh, wear Wicker's charity again. I said, no, nah, I wore Wicker's charity the day before. I'm going to wear Hatton Rick this time. Mm-hmm. Mama turned around and said, well, we pay your salary. So what we say goes. I said, excuse me? I said, before anything, I'm a man. So I said, nah, ban this man. Because one thing they're trying to say that the money that we get from the night contract has to go to them as well. Because at this point, they're sponsoring everything in the football club. They're paying, they give me 28k a year and they're giving 25 to 30k to the club a year on top of that. Okay. So any person, the right man, think, you know what? Let me just behave myself. Let me be a good little guy. I'm getting my money and they're giving me. I said, nah, I can't take that. My, my ego couldn't take it. And my missus is like, are you crazy? She's pregnant at the time. She's like, Bro, you struggled for the first year of coming out. Now all of a sudden they're giving you this and you... I said, babe, I can't do it. <laughs> I said, I can't do it. So I ended up quitting. And even now they're still on the the, 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 the charity. It's still there. They're still, they're still running. And don't get me wrong, they're good people. They're good people. I I, I had a good time there, but we just couldn't work together. together. Mm-hmm. Um, for the back of that, I started just knowing how to sort of create sort of opportunities for myself. So me and my Belgian Clamper from Peckham, who's my business partner... We just started realizing, okay, how do we get money from funding? How do we get money from sponsorship that help us continue? That we don't need to rely on anyone. So if today someone says, you know what, there's no money for you, we know we've got other avenues. Independence that, that, that comes to it. And then, like I said, even in jail, when I was writing my book, so I'm like, what are you doing? Are we writing a book for? Even though as much people enjoyed it, one officer in HMP Ford, I gave him the book to read. He's like, what, what is it with you prisoners? You guys think when you come out of jail, you're going to be on some bestseller sign? I ain't reading that shit. I'm like, rah. Oh. Like, that, I, that, got that. A story, I got a story about that. I'm not going to say his name, but them trap star guys. Mm. I was in jail with one of them 2009. Mm. Obviously, man's in jail for guns, drugs, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He's in there telling man he's going to sell clothes. Mm. You think we see his vision? Mm. You think man on the wing see that vision? Mm. What? My man's a nerd, blood. Mm. What's he talking about? Mm. Clothes. Blood, you're going home to rob people. <laughs> Shut up. Bro, I came out 2012. Mm. No. They, they had already started making clothes for Rihanna and Jay-Z. Trust me. Trust me. It, you got to stay, you got, um, like you said, in it? Passion, determination. Mm. 
will, will get you places. Nah, yeah, because when, when, when that was said to me, I was like, I was like, right, you know, I was so excited about my book, I was so passionate about it. Mama said, he just, he just put a whole downer on my day because in jail, I was very entrepreneurial. I opened up a casino, I had a betting shop, I had a shop, like, I was the go to person <laughs> for everything. And like, everyone was saw me as jovial. Like literally, I'm, like, literally, I'll have a table like this, put a green cloth on it in the casino, and it's blackjack. People are buying chips, and I give people a fifty pound limit. Once you get fifty pound, because fifty pound is quick enough for me yeah. to win. When you fifty pound, no, you can't play no more. Call your people, money's going to count. And then you've got 10, 15 people doing that all the time. Big so money, I was man. always, and that's what sort of helped me with my daughter my, while my daughter was out because I couldn't like buy her stuff. So I send money to her mom to buy her the bike or buy her this. But when that also said that to me, just put a whole down on my day. So. That sort of galvanised me to the point that now I'm represented by an agent, uh, North Bank Talent Management, and I met him by chance because I got invited to do a debate on Channel 5. Okay. And he just said, you know what, I, li- I love your story, so I'm going to sign you up. My man got the rights in my life story sold to uh, a company called Bad Wolf. And Bad Wolf, um, they make uh, Discovery, Overture for Sky 1. They make His Dark Materials for BBC 1. All these things go to HBO so they bought the rats in my story, so they're actually writing it now. It's going to be based on a fictional character who's just come out of jail and started their own football team. Oh, wow. So, You're a blessed kid, mate. So, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's blessed, but it's also hard work. There's Definitely. no substitution for hard work. No way. That is no way. That is big stuff. That's what you, you That is crazy. That is mad. All right, let me ask you something. There's there's a lot of, a lot of stuff in the media, yeah? I needed your opinion on this because I needed... Basically, I needed to bring it up on the show. Mm. So the other day, an eighteen-year-old girl was arrested mm. for leaving her daughter in the house. Yeah, and her, and us for six days, and mm. her daughter died. Like, how do you do? You have any feelings on that? Do you think that could have been avoided? Because I don't know the whole story behind mm. it, so I don't want to. I don't want to come in here and gyrate her. Yeah. And she's this. She's that. I don't know the whole ins and outs. Hundred percent could have been avoided. Her sister's come out recently. And so I don't know if you guys see her sister's response and sort of explained the whole situation because I even put something up, a, a, there's a video that I saw four years ago of the older sister badding her up. Okay. Have you seen that video? We're on the train. Oh, They're on the train. It? It's, it's resurfaced because of this. The older sister telling her, like any guy is trying to call my sister again, she's 14 years old. She's been lying about her age and so on. And like no one will be contacting her. And she started shouting at her little sister. This video went viral, but everyone's forgot about this girl. Four years later, we come to find that this 14 year old is not 18, it's this girl. Oh, wow. So it's like there's things that was going on there when the sister explained, like, you know what, from age 14, whatever, she was running out at home all the time, gonna stay elsewhere for two weeks, gonna stay here for one week. Her mom was at the end of her tether. Even when she said she caught her on the train that time, it's because she went to a house party and found out where the house party was and took her because yeah, the sister was lying about her age, sort wow. of thing. So you can tell already from then that I know we don't know the situation. There was already some sort of trouble going yeah. on in the first place. So, in this, but I heard that she lived in a, a mother and oh, baby, a baby unit. unit. So, yeah. either like I don't know, either the baby was already dead, mm-hmm. or there's something because you can't leave your baby and no one would have heard the baby crying. Exactly the baby's right. hungry. The baby wants to eat. So, so either the baby was already dead when you bought it there, and then you've gone off because you think, oh my god, well, how am I gonna in that panic? And you've mm-hmm. come back six days later because you already know what's happened. Like I said, this is all speculation, so I could be wrong. This girl, this is not like, factual. Yeah, it's not factual. Mm. So this is just me speculating. Anything could be possible, and all we can say really prayers to her and her family, and hopefully the baby can find justice for whatever's happened. Yeah, definitely. Like, I was because when I obviously now it gets when you first hear something like that you're in your yard. Look at this little whatless girl. What happened to this girl, man? Before she stay in her ass, but she can't dance, yeah, and yeah. 
then hindsight's always a good thing, isn't it? Because then you get time to think about it. And then you think, if she had a daughter, she must have cared about her daughter. Or she wouldn't have had a daughter. Mm. It's that simple. Because you don't have to keep your child. It's the education as well. And mental health. That also plays a factor. Also, child pregnancy and also the fathers. Like, sometimes men, we don't take responsibility, you know? 100%. Like, me having... My first child was born while I was in jail. Right, my first daughter, and she was born while I was in jail. I just posted post a video of her just now because I just went to drop her to her cousin's house. And I never got to experience that whole bonding with her for me being in jail. And I didn't realise how hard it must have been for her mum doing it all alone sort of thing. Because now with my partner, with our child, who's now two years old, I see how hard it is. When she leaves me with the baby and she goes off on, on a holiday and I'm stuck with the baby and the baby's looking at me, she wants hungry, she wants to change it. I know, I, I see how hard it is. So sometimes it's for now for an 18 year old girl to have to deal with that by herself, still being a kid herself. Definitely. It's stressful, it's hard. Definitely. 100%. It's stressful, it's hard. My, sister, my sister's um, got twins and a, and a son and I get onto her sometimes. Like, but when you're there, you see how the twins are always active, the young ones. So it is hard, it is difficult. To as 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 mothers to do with the children yeah, on your own yeah, all the definitely. time. One hundred percent. Want your social life. You want okay. Can I go out and just have a breather, sort of thing. So, I can't. We don't know what's happened with this young girl, but I can I can imagine the stress that is raising being a single mother on your own at that age. Wow. Eighteen. Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Sad situation still. Very sad. That is crazy. So what what yeah. other than your big media Hackney Wick? What else you got going on? Oh, there's quite a few. I mean, when I first met you guys, I was filming uh, Speed Daters and the whole reason for Speed Daters is a bit of a reality show about black women because everyone watches Love Island and I don't watch it, but my missus always got a comeback. She'll be complaining, oh, the black girl never got picked. She's just standing there looking awkward. So I was like, you know what? Why not I create a show where a black girl has to get picked? <laughs> so it's a, a show that follows black women around whatever careers they're doing and then takes them on a dating and on a speed dating night with other men other black men as well season one done okay season two has been proven difficult especially because of covid so mm-hmm. i just messaged the girls literally about an hour i said you know what no more filming's being done we're just gonna film the date night now because i can't bother to be doing this so much time has passed and i've not released an episode for like maybe two months now it doesn't make okay. sense and then uh younger tv they're based on sky yep. so i've just um, done a deal with them to start broadcasting my football team's matches on there as well. Oh, sick. So slowly, slowly, just trying to do and different you got things. The, and you got the, what's the hood to hood? The hood is it the hood to hood? Yeah, yeah, hood. The, the hood to hood football matches. So basically, how it started, in 2018, I done a celebrity all-star match where I had the likes of um, Dappy, Joe Black, Clue, Kojo, Funz, Young Teth, that whole load of people, if I didn't say your name, apologies. <laughs> but it all came together. We had the Olympic Stadium, had like a, Big match. I watched that. Yeah. So I 100% yeah. watched that. We had a big match and then I thought, right, this actually brought a lot of people together. I mean, some artists like, oh, I can't come because this artist going to be there. And that's when I realised, right, we need some more unity, man. Mm-hmm. So done that one, which is successful. And then I done two last year and like we went viral because there's one where Hyper and Tricky having a big argument. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that one. Over, in, the, in the changing room. The changing yeah, room. I remember that one. And, and yeah, so it's just a thing that we would do regular. And then I decided to do the 32 Borough Cup. London has 32 boroughs. Mad. Kids from Southwark don't want to go to Lewisham. Kids from Bromley don't want to go to Craydon. I said, you guys don't even know you guys could just be brothers and friends. You don't even know it because you just live separate. But I said, I'm going to bring all these kids together and have a two-day tournament. So we hired out one set of flats. And everyone told me, 
it's gonna be a bloodbath, man. This ain't like the celebrities. This is like young kids, sixteen to eighteen. You're bringing them from different areas, but every single borough turned up. We had two days. It was all fun, and then Enfield Town won it, and so Enfield Borough won it. And the guys who from Enfield Borough actually won it are now first team players for my football team. The manager who won the cup with them is actually now our first team manager. And these are the sort of things, opportunities we're trying Big to bring. See that? Big move, and from the back of it, I say, you know what? Let me do. Let me get these guys actually represent their boroughs. I say, you know what? I'm going to do hood to hood matches where I'm going to get teams from a whole different area to so go and meet a team from a whole different area just to show these young people, like, oh, you know what? The olders are now going to these different areas and they're mixing and they're getting along. They don't have to be. I mean, there's certain areas are where I can't do. I can't do. Definitely, it's not gonna work. It won't work. I can't do Church Road and Stonebridge. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not gonna happen. happen. <laughs> the certain ones I can't, but I want to make sure that I can do different ones just to show people like, right, you know what? We can get along. We gotta yeah. get a Lewis and Peckham. Yeah, Lewis and Peckham. I think yeah, that's the next one. That, we have to. We have Lewis to. I would. I would. Even if I don't know if I can still play. I don't know if I get into the first eleven. But I'd definitely be management or something. I'd love. That would be a big. That would be a big thing. Hundred percent. Let's make that happen. You get me. You got anything up, else to say? You've been quiet today. Yeah, you've been doing all this. I've been listening to the <laughs> you people. You've been, been, you been, right you've been quiet. But yeah, um, someone, someone, someone was all like shopping the other day and see you in Scoots Direct, big man. Yeah, no, like, so that was me yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is, it's ironically, isn't it? Last night I went to buy football boots because mm. you heard us cussing about my, my football group mm. and that. I rich, you waste, man. <laughs> I, listen, so yesterday I went to buy football boots about half six last night. Mm. And I didn't notice you on the way in. Mm. I don't know why, but I just walked in, usual, brought my boots, came out, and I looked, and you're just on the poster with, with a bunch of people at the, at the sports yeah, director. Nah, it's, all, it's, all, it's all mad, because like I said, when Nike reached out to us and said, look, oh, we love what you're doing, I guess now the UK team started thinking, oh, why are, we, why are we not tapped into this? So when the kit sold out, they're like, right, there's actually quite affiliation, and people actually like this team. So I build a, a, a friendship with people like so even the head of brand design follows my page now and everything like that as well so we build up a, a, a relationship so when they're trying to do these um, campaigns they want to do one of the new England kit was meant to be for the Euros but obviously Covid cancelled the Euros mm-hmm. this year they're about to tell a journey of different people in London who are doing great things within their communities and I was one of those guys that was picked so through the back of that we've done all the shoots and then they told me yes, yeah, in Night Town it's in like even people from Peckham tell me oh I see you the other day I see you the- and even, not even that one, like, even in prisons, people send us my posters in prisons where it just shows, this was like happened like two years ago, where it just shows the transition of someone that's come out of jail Full and circle. changed their life quickly. Because I think that's been the biggest thing that's seen how quickly I've done it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's times where you're stressed, there's times you think, raw, I can just go and tick a box. Or I could just go and... <laughs> but it's not worth nah, it, bro. bro. It's not worth it. Bro. Because you need to have willpower, you need to understand... Look at the consequence. Okay, I can take this box and go and flip it and make food money from it now. How long is that going to last? How long is that going to last? And then the consequences mm. that comes with it, and then I'm back in jail. And I say myself, no. I tell my mister, there'll be times where, and I think times you have to be honest as well. I think as men, we struggle to be honest with, uh, about our finances and stuff. I tell, if, my, if, if this month's looking shaky, I'll be like, babe, this month is looking shaky, you know? Mm. Male ego and pride. Yeah, this, this month's looking shaky. And she will go, she'll be pissed. Oh, what do you mean? I'm like, look, this is, but what, 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 what can she do? She understands. Because when you work for yourself, that's completely different. Mm-hmm. But there's so much people make excuses. Like, oh, you know what? And they'll start cussing off their baby mom and not see their own kids now because of pride and ego. She's calling you and say, look, the baby needs this, the baby needs that, all the kids need this. And because of your own ego, 
you're going to start arguing with her and then not see your kids intentionally because you don't want to... He said, look, I've not got it. I can still take the kids out to go to the park. But mm. men don't want to do that because of the ego. Because you maybe used to have money back in the day. Times have changed. Times have changed. I told you all the time. I've been that guy. Like when, mm. I, like when I say to you, when I... 2016. Mm. End of 2016. And I'm not ashamed to say this. Mm. My first job. I went to Sainsbury's mm. for Christmas and was doing nighttime mm. work. So that was that was that struggle. And it's like what you say. Things happen... By things, I don't know. God, God's always there, and He's always got a plan. And I always say this: I'm one of His favorites mm. because I was working in Sainsbury's, and when I started that job, it wasn't it wasn't nothing great. I was making a little money, but I didn't have. I was working nights, mm. so daytime I'm sleeping, and I'm working nights. Mm. I don't really need too much, so I was mm. kind of content. Mm. So I tried to I tried to get a permanent job, and that was a Christmas thing. They said no. Mm. That was January. Then about three days after they turned me down, I was with one of my little cousins. His mum phoned him and said, oh, there's a gas engineering course. Mm. Do you want to do it? But I was just I was just with him and just mm. managed to hear the phone call. Mm. So I was like, yo, mm. how long's the course? She was like six to eight months. I was like, what? Six to eight months to be an engineer? She was like, yeah. I said, look, I'm doing it. Mm. I'm, I'm doing this. Sign me up. So 10 of us, 10 of us went down there to sign up. Um, I was the only one that finished. No. The only one out of the 10 of us. My, my cousin who started it with me, he's in jail now. Mm. Um, other people dropped off. A couple other people went to jail. Halfway through that course, uh, my my tutor kind of took a shine to me. Like he just, mm. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was my determination or whatever. He took a shine to me. There was interviews for a job going. Mm. He said to me, go for the interview. Mm. Me being me, coming from the road, bro, I'm not ready for that. Are you nuts? I ain't even finished the course. Like, mm. I'm not on that. Nathan, go and do it. You're ready. I'm telling you, you're ready. He told me to go home, research certain things, go to the interview. I've never been in an interview. So I've gone there, I've researched what he's told me. I've gone to this interview. I was so petrified. Mm. Petrified, like, I don't, like, like something, like I was going to lose mm. if I didn't get it. And you know what? I might have lost my head if I didn't get it. Do you get what I mean? So it was kind of like, it was kind of a, it was a desperate situation. You get me? Went in there and I'm not going to lie to you. After being in there for 15 minutes, I aced the interview. I was so, I was in there so confident that at the end of the interview, he even came up in the interview mm. because the guy who interviewed me had been teaching gas mm. in the prison system. And I was like, oh yeah, one of my friends did it a long time ago. He works for SGN. He's been doing it, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. And he was, at the end of the interview, I got up and I said to him, when do I start? Mm. She get what I'm saying? <laughs> and he, really. Yeah, I was, I was so confident. Mm. So I got that job. That was, I started work there, 217. 2019, I won National Apprentice of the Year for the whole country. Come on, man. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So, and that's been my struggle. But like, back to it, when I stopped doing road and I was doing my gas, I was doing the gas calls and I was working, I was doing demolition work hardest work I've ever done in my life mm. I was on 280 pound a week and I was studying on Saturday and Sundays and I tried to I tried I, when I got the opportunity once I realized what I had I tried to bring in all my people like yo you man this gas thing it's a way forward like man ain't got to do road like come man can get man, man, man can earn money mm. man can earn good money you can mm. still buy yourself a pair of mm. a pair of lubes and, mm. and, 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 and a whatever you know but mm. you can do it legally mm. Every single man, apart from one man, no, two men that I've brought on this course, whoever started it, 
and, and wasn't fully in it, you know, every single one of them went to jail. Fucking hell. Big up Moors, big up Rico. They're the only two men that I brought there that finished it. They, everyone else that was half-hearted, half in, half out, they all ended up with big sentences, bro. You got, and I tell people this all the time, you got to go through uncomfortable times and struggle to get to change. You can't just get to change. It doesn't just happen. You have to go through struggle and uncomfortability. You know what I mean? And it, well, I'm here now. I'm living proof of it. Like life's good now. I'm not saying I'm a millionaire or nothing, but I don't look over my shoulders. I'm not in my house waiting for police. Like it's all I good. Say, like, in life, we need basic stuff, right? Shelter, food, warmth, and family. And those are basic things you need. We don't really need the lubes and the, what you call it? They're nice to have, but technically you can go out in, in, in clothes from Primark and you look decent enough because girls, really, girls are not really looking, okay, this is this brand, this is that brand. You present yourself in a nice way. You're cool. Don't get me wrong. There's these Instagram models who are looking for, yeah, look for certain course. things and, and, and so on. But if you look at the means of what we need in life, it's not much. And you but can't we, buy swag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't buy yeah, swag. 100%. No matter what you put on. Mm-hmm. I see I see a lot of people on telly they wear expensive clothes, but mm-hmm. it don't look good. Mm-hmm. It don't look right. Like, mm-hmm. but that's 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 the real story or the truth. Like no man, even if, like I said, like I've I've come here, but I'm even inspired by your story. You understand? I'm Thank inspired you, by that as well. Cause this is just recent, this is within the last three years. Yeah. But that's and you're someone that's older than me, and if you're doing this at your age, there's so much people out there who make excuses. And I said it earlier on before we started filming, like anything you want to learn, it's all on the internet. The internet is an encyclopedia of everything. If today I say, you know what, I want to become a computer engineer, there will be someone to show me from level one all the way to expert level on, on, on the so. internet. But people don't want to utilize that. They'd rather, okay, I'm going to go and buy a weed and smoke and then wake up at five o'clock in the morning. And do that. The weed thing, boy, I've only recently stopped smoking weed. Last like five, six weeks, I've stopped smoking weed. And... I, I, what, have you found it easy to do? The reason behind it made it a lot easier. Because mm. the reason behind it made it a lot easier. So it wasn't easy though. Mm. First five days was... But you're being very productive. Torture. Mm. First five days was sweats, nightmares, couldn't mm. sleep, kicking walls, all types of stuff. That but productivity, that's yeah. the of it. What, what, mm. we've achieved, what I've achieved since I've stopped doing that, I, do, I, I never believed it while I was smoking weed, mm. but I do believe... Weed is a, I wouldn't say it's a big demotivator. Mm. Because like, I'll do it tomorrow. Jack. Yeah, so I'll, I'll do, do it tomorrow, tomorrow. thing, innit? Mm. And tomorrow it never comes because as mm. soon as you wake up tomorrow, the yeah, first thing you do it. is smoke again. So mm. put that off till tomorrow. Mm. It's a, it, it's a, it's, it demotivates. Some people can work on it perfectly fine. But me now being out of that bubble mm. and looking at myself, it was a big demotivational thing for me because I don't even know if this would have been possible if yeah. I did, if I didn't stop smoking weed. Like that's the reality of it. Some, but so, but you have to know yourself to know these things, innit? Knowledge of self is 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 key in everything. Mm. If you don't, if you don't know, you can't do better. 100%. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it was a big thing for me, man. But, On to a little bit more banter now. Mm. I see that the whole stool chick thing, and I see you as art felt about this. Yeah, I see, it, I see it. You were passionate about it. Stoonzy, we can't take away what he's done. Like. Headline Glastonbury, that's a massive. He's pictures all the National Portrait Gallery. That's massive. Banksy made him this whole thing. That's massive. Yeah. But it don't count for shit if you don't respond. No. It don't and, count and for shit if you don't respond. Definitely. If you're a musician and chips come at you hard like that, 
You need to respond. Like I said, we all might be just saying this, and he's already got something in the back line, and he's doing it in his own strategic way. But he needs to hurry up with it because he was he gave he gave he gave Wiley he gave Wiley twenty four hours forty eight hours, and all now nothing. Yeah, man. All Perfect. Now nothing. But do you think I was watching something and somebody was like? He couldn't have been riding out in his own car. It couldn't have been a man going there. He's Stormzy. And it made sense. No, 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 no. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go to ride out. Yeah. But he went to maybe embarrass him. Mm-hmm. Or, because you don't want to go there with them, them brothers. You don't, even, you don't even need to go there. Yeah. You don't need to go there at all. You go, oh, chat and shit. Right, cool. But for you to travel all the way to Essex to what, talk with him? I went to, yeah. Yeah, he went to either bad him up, yeah, give him yeah, a few yeah. little slaps or... or Make him look stupid online mm-hmm. or something. You, you, you didn't go there for no reason. It's funny that because you see, like he's opened his own kind of worms, isn't he? Mm. Because off of the back of that, I'm now hearing that Stormzy's a cokehead. Disclaimer: I'm not saying it's true. I said I heard it's a rumor. It's not a hundred. I'm not saying that he is. I'm saying I heard that. I don't know how true it is. I don't know how true it ain't. Just I'm just saying that I heard. And these are things that had he not gone there, maybe kept it to just music. These are questions. These are questions that wouldn't be asked. Yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I've not heard that, and I wouldn't even want to speculate <laughs> on, on that at all. So Stormzy, I, I don't know nothing about that. I'm, I'm not going to speculate on that. But what I would say, he just needs he needs to respond. And like I said, if you're in the, if you're in the media, if you're in the media spotlight, there's always going to be different things and different rumors and the come behind you. Sometimes keep it quiet I don't think you ever see Jay-Z ever respond to anything that someone says about him just keep it quiet and over even with any controversial thing that comes up on social media there'll be uproar oh my god this person's done this this person's done that leave it a week or two weeks they're on to the next person they forgot about you Will and Jada everyone's talking about Will yep. Will Smith and that everyone's moved on everyone talk about Tion Wayne the other day everyone's moved on true, for a while but, yeah, but we for me personally he has to I'm not moving from Stormzy yeah. he calls himself no he calls himself the King of Graham mm. and the way he went after the man who created this whole genre like I, I feel like you can't you can't give Wiley not that level of respect mm. and then let Chip do this to you I was mm. watching something he said that he did give Wiley some he, he said he's got a tune on his album Named after Wiley, the Wiley flow. Yeah, but that was he's given all Wiley, all the homage. You get yeah, no, but no, that was, I think that was a bit. I that, think that was a bit of a. Like, it was a shot as well. It was. It was. It don't. It wasn't. He called it the Wiley flow, but don't think it was. It wasn't a respect. It wasn't a respectful okay. thing. But you know, okay. with Storm, with, with, with Stormzy, I don't think. I think Wiley started that one. Hundred. I don't think Stormzy ever because it's like the professional footballers and even like the 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 old school rappers and so, like right now the money professional footballers get now compared to what the old professional footballers you always hear them cussing oh look at these kids man I didn't earn so much doing so much so from Wiley's point of view you can see like oh, I paved the way for this thing I didn't bloody go and do Glastonbury yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, why yeah. is my man just come out of the blue and all of a sudden he's doing this yeah, nah that's not so I can see that from Wiley's point of view there's hate in there been, you, you might like the kid but there's, definitely. There's, there's, there's definitely a bit of hate in definitely. there and after he's seen this and see, oh now Storms are doing this again Storms are doing this again so he probably popped off now fuck this kid and then Storm's like, wait, wait a minute. Like, I've always ever paid you respect. What's going on? So at the end of the day, he had his backup and said whatever he had to say to Wiley. So uh, as much as Wiley, we respect him for what he's done and achieved. He was moving a little bit salty. And Storm's, he yeah, checked yeah. him for that being that salty. But at the same time... Wiley's a salty guy, though, isn't he? Yeah, he but at the same time, like Storm's, he has to reply to Chip. Yeah, I think even with Chip, it's kind of similar where he's looking at like, bro, I got flows for days. I got And remember, Chip had his turn, you know? He was doing songs with Pizza Boy and all them things. Yeah, way yeah. Be, like we yeah. all meet me yeah. on that way yeah, before yeah, yeah. Storms was when even I was, known. When I was when I was in jail, 
Chip, um, Tinchy Strider. They mm. were they were the big man. Like, in, for me, imagine, so I went to Joe two thousand and eight. Yeah, there was a little scene, but it wasn't yeah, nothing like. Tinchy Strider was number one in two thousand nine and all right. That. So mm. when I've got into Joe and I've really got into my sentence because they gave me a seven and a half at that time, the music, the English music scene exploded mm. while I was in jail. I left. What? What was? It? What one was it? Um, talking the hardest. Mm. That was like that summer. When Talking the Hardest was the maddest tune, that was the summer I, that was the summer I went to jail. Same, 2007, I think. 2008, okay, I, went. I went. Maybe, then, yeah. yeah, I went, yeah, I went 2008. Then by the time 2009 came, there was a whole scene. Now, I have to big up gigs and I always will because he's a man, man he's a man that man was beefing and whatever and whatever. He's a peckham boy, I'm a ghetto boy, whatever, whatever. So for me, sitting in jail, watching him from a mixtape that I was mm. playing in my car, Boomsville, all of them mm. things there, to seeing him on each, um, what's it called? Channel 4, 4 G4. Music. Mm. 4 yeah. Music with Professor Green, mm. Tinchy. That was, for me, imagine, I don't even know what's going on because mm. they sent me Waylon. Mm. Waylon, you can't get mixtapes, you can't get none mm. of that stuff. Once you're in there, you're in there. Mm. So to see the growth of even just him, like it's insp- that was mad inspirational mm. for me. That was like, raw, like, this thing's really happening. Mm. And these are things that, as a gang member, you know, like, you, man, that MC, whoever's MC is a nerd, man. They're mm. not on what man's on. Mm. But man saw a vision and man pushed it, bro. Mm. And they were really in the streets. Mm. It, it, man was really out here. Mm. Like, I always say that about him. Mm. And that's what, for, for me, it's like, we grew up together. Like, his, my older brother and his older brother, my younger brothers and his brothers and so on. Same, it, and for me, I was inspired. I, I, I was in jail, like, repping Peckham. Like, yeah, they, like, yeah, those are my people my from Peckham sort of thing. That I, I, cause we grew up in the same Gloucester estate sort of thing. So for me, seeing that in the whole transition, that's what I always tell these Jews now. Right now, you guys got it better than anyone has ever had it. Definitely. You can go out and create your own channels, your own platforms, Definitely. your own music. Oh, Whereas the struggle, these guys have opened up the doors. And why I, I, I respect it so much is that you look at Nines, you look at uh, Potter Paper, they didn't have to change their styles. They done old school hip hop bars. Didn't have to go go to the drill thing. Didn't have to go and try to make it pop. And they got number one and number three album. So those things there. And so when you look at Chip now, for example, as much as I rate him, for me, Chip as a lyricist is my top number one. Okay. However, he don't make the music that people are going to go and buy or people are going to listen to in the clubs. 100%. Or people are going to be putting in their car and listen to I'll listen to, I'll put, put a paper and put it in the car. I ain't listen to Chip, but he's still my favourite lyricist. Definitely. So he can look at this way and I think that, rah, Storm's in there, man. I just like, I had this <laughs> and I've dropped the ball. And now these men have got the ball. So I can see why there is hate towards Stormzy. But Storm's at the same time, you okay. have to respond. The head is outside. always, the head is always heavy that wears the crown. He said it himself. The head is always heavy, man. It's, it's, it's that, that goes for anything in life. Mm. If you're the best footballers, people want to be the best mm. footballer. If you're the best at anything, people want to be the best, innit? Mm. I don't think anybody gets up to say, oh, I'm all right with being mediocre. Mm. Well, there is people that do that, yeah. but nah, ambitious people ain't, ain't settling for mediocre. That's that's just not how this thing goes. You see, I saw them look down their top five last time. So who you, who you guys, for example, say is your top five lyricists? <laughs> no, top five last week. No, you, you, you do yours and we'll get... Because yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. I messed up last yeah, week. I messed, I, I messed up. Mm. So let me hear yours and then I'll give you mine because I messed up. I said, for me, Chip, even yep. though I don't listen to his music, I'm just, if, if they say, okay, two people go in the booth right now and spit, 
Chip's winning. Right? I got for me, Chip gets, and then it's whoever. See, it's whoever I next. Rate, I rate them chat there. So God gets was in my in my yeah, he was, he was. Go on then. Oh, just go, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you've be been asked. It's gonna be a wretch chip gets for me. Do you know what? Last week I, I put in um Meeks, Meeks and, and Meeks is not um he's not consistent enough for me right now. Obviously, he's still new to what he's doing in it. So I have to drop him out and I have to put in Dave Card. Dave is actually a really hard lyricist. I've heard his new stuff, old stuff, he's hard. And then the boy Millions. That's my Ooh, new Oi, oi. No, don't try and nickname. No, you know, we know with uh, Millions, yeah? He's just different with it, you know? Very. He just, you know what? You just gave me an idea because, yeah, you have to do that. Like, forget that the old school people, like the new wave. He's, because... Because he's so lyrical with it and does it in a fun way. Like, you don't Bro. know what school language this mm. boy went to. Lagger. But he's hard mm. with it. He, listen, he's, anyway, you know all the links already. Mm. That's my people's people yeah. from Birmingham and all of that and so all anyway, of that. Can we um, all right, cool. Wretch, Chip, Kano, Millions. And last week, you know, I don't know why I said it. This I know I'm just a messed up you. I, I weren't smoking or nothing, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just a mess in it. But poor paper's got to be in there. Mm. Poor paper's got to be in there. And I, last week I said no, nah, I was I mean nerving, but I've been listening to Training Day Three again continuously, and he has to be in there. Like I said, he he is our Styles P. Mm. When it comes to this mixtape thing, 2004 Styles P, that's what Potter is. Mm. You get what I'm saying? That's that's where I put Potter. I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's gonna be able to do the raw rugged stuff the way Potter does it. That's how I feel about. Have you been banging training day three? I haven't. You know. You, you know, know what? You need no, no, no. I, okay, I, no, no. Okay. I, 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 I fuck with Potter. Yeah. And what is even my mistress telling me that? I need to have a day where I just sit down and just listen to music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen to music because I'm non-stop active. Mm-hmm. I'm non-stop active. But what I do though. I do go and purchase everyone's stuff. Because okay. for me, it's like, if we don't support each other, like, what does it What's mean? Because people are supporting me buying my football kit and doing So whenever I can, I go, yeah, I'm going to go and buy a man's CD. Don't buy CDs. I'm going to go and stream my man's thing. I'm going to go mm-hmm. in those things. But I've not had a chance to actually listen to anything new for ages. Whatever comes up on the socials and that, I'll go, oh, let, me, let me go on YouTube quickly and listen to that. At the same time, I actually, like, when, when the concerts and that are there, I'll go and buy tickets. Yeah, I'm yeah, there. Yeah. I see like, on your next day off. Mm. Please do. No, I no, no. I, but you know what? He's my, well. my people's people, man. He's young, man. you see, DBE, young ads is an absolute beast. You know, mm-hmm. like don't sleep because he's part of a group. I, I don't think he gets the recognition that he deserves as a lyricist. That's a bit like I said it the other day about Crypt and people tell me that Conan's better, but I said about Crypt. I think because in the duo, but you know what? With young ads, because he's gone so far away from what he used to do. Yeah, people are just used to him doing this uh, sort of flowy stuff now. So for me, for example. I like their music, but I can't have too much of it because it's too much like that, that that whole America sort of thing. But I've seen some of his old school stuff of him just spitting bars. He's hard. Yeah, very, hard. man. Yeah, very. Gets new tune. Gets is one. Yeah. Uh, IC3. No, where's, where's Gets? Well, I've never seen him. You hear about the situation that happened the other day? I, I said I'd get arrested. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> car got crashed. And obviously, he just come hopping out from around the corner. Mm. And he's like, yeah, this is my car, but... I weren't driving it. He gave me his car. Yeah, yeah. Maybe put out a tune about it. Like he's okay. saying in the tune, he's declaring his, his, his thing. He's saying it weren't me. Mm. Me personally, gets I love you and I rate you in it. But 
I believe it was you. I come around the corner, all innocent, like, yeah, so, like my mates just crashed my car, and I've come around to touch you guys, my car. And, mm. You get me? So that's a new tune you got to take. <laughs> I've never still, seen that one. Like, that was his reply saying, Why reply on the net? Like when I can put a tune out, and mm. he's done it, and the tune's actually really hard. So, in terms of you guys being from Lewisham, then, in terms of the young people out there right now, who who you guys keeping your ears to? Do you keep like me and Peckham? I hear that I hear some of the zone two stuff, but I guess there's a whole other new wave that comes underneath that as well. Is there anyone that you guys are looking at? Oh, let this kid here. And you would you ever guys think that you know what? There's also money in this. Why don't we open up a music studio and patent some of these youths? Like come in here, we've Definitely. got a studio for you guys, management and so on. Definitely. See the drill thing. I don't really take in drill in it. Mm. It's hard for me to take it in, and I do it because obviously I've got kids of a certain age. Mm. I don't really agree with certain things they talk about in drill, but sometimes I walk in the house and my kids are beating off drill tunes and I just think, where do I stand with it? Mm. You understand? Some of these kids are hard. It's a new age. This is their new age way of, mm. of spitting or whatever, but I don't really take in the drill stuff. The, from, for Lewisham, right now, young artist, GB Records, T... T what's her name? Tizando. Tizando. Yeah. She... Is immensely talented. Mm, What's yeah. his name? I, I song. He's I hard song. As well, I man. songs well. And he's come with a whole different. Um, who else in the area is doing their thing? I actually got an interview coming up with Coley still soon. He said once his patterns everything, we'll have an interview with him. Yeah. Who else is doing their thing? Young boys. That young Pino. Young Digger Pino. D. Digger D. Yeah, Digger. Dig, dig, dig that. Sorry, dig that. Yeah, yeah. Oi, 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 oi. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. hey, hey. Eight way. Now dig that eight way and um leaks. Buki. Leaks. You understand? Mm. Them man there, I'm pushing them hard. Mm. Oh, oh, open carry Barry. I'm waiting for him to come out. You lot will hear from him soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're the ones, man. They're the ones that I'm that I've that and I've got my what eye I always on. also say that. Not just music, you know, people have to think outside the box. We say think outside the blocks with, with our campaign, but like, it don't always have to be music, you know. Books, like there's money in books. A whole industry, yeah, cameras. A whole industry, like there's so much things you can do. Audio books. Production. Yeah. There's like you guys are doing, you guys have got your production stuff now. You can do shows behind the scenes, different things, just different ideas, different concepts. Money, there's money in YouTube, there's money in advertising, like, as this pops off, which I'm sure it's going to do, tell people like, yo, you, you want to be a sponsorship on that? Yeah, you have your banner on here as well. Like, there's so much different things, different business avenues that people can make just about thinking and and also having a team. Also about having a team and working together. What is sometimes when you work with a the man, then people te- turn to, te- to fall out over things. Never do it for the money first, I always say. 100%. Do it for the love of what you guys want to do, your camaraderie, and then the money will come. One girl the other day, that she started working with me on certain things. I told her, look, there's no money. All it is about giving you opportunity to get yourself out there. We've got something coming up with Younger TV. I'm going to get you to start doing broadcasting for them. Younger TV said, yeah, we're, we're happy to have her. So, turn around the other day and said, oh, what's the budget? I need money for this. I'm like, I just told you the other day, like, it's all about, you know, well, I don't think I can, I can have time to do this. I'm like, cool, no worries at all. I said, if you do things, first and foremost, looking for money, it don't come. Yeah, yeah. Even you're passionate about cause I was passionate about football. So I was standing outside in a call from 9am to 3pm because I was passionate about it. 100. And then all of a sudden, because of that hard work, the money comes. So money will come to anything that happens that is good and it's happening with good intentions as well. Definitely, man. There's talent on every road. And Definitely. Load of roads, you get me? So yeah, there is a lot there's, of talent in there. That, like, like what you said, undiscovered. The, the internet, the whole 
Biggie or media, like things like that. Like there, there's so much opportunities. You ain't got to be a footballer no more. Mm. You ain't got to be a drug dealer for sure. You definitely ain't got to be a footballer. You can be a sound engineer, producer. There's so much. You don't have to be a rapper. You ain't got to be in the spotlight. You don't. There's money behind the scenes. There's love. Like find some work. Work is only something you're not passionate about. Mm. Something you're passionate about and enjoy is not work. Mm. It's fun. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So if you can find your passion and something that you enjoy, you won't, it will never be a chore to get mm. out of bed. You won't get out of bed feeling like you do when you get up to go mm. work. It's, it's a completely different hustle. feeling. Mm. You get what I mean? Hustle. Even if you do hustle, hustle to fund your dream. Innit? Mm. You me? And that you live in your dream. You get me? No one wants to be hustling forever. So even if you do have a good hustle, where you're out there hustling. Hustle to fund your dream. Put down your hustle yeah, and go right? find something else. And man. that's real. Don't follow this fool. Put <laughs> yeah, down your, no, don't follow this brother. Anything. Work's a hustle. You get me? You could work to try and fund your dream. You don't want to be one, working one, for one, someone. One for the rest yeah, of your one thing they say like it's okay to work for someone because you work nine to five, you work for someone. But don't just work for someone without even putting half an hour into the day trying to work on your own well, stuff as definitely. well. Definitely. So even if you've got like a dream. portfolio, you write something, okay, on my diary, this is what I want to do half an hour the next day another half an hour next day another half an hour by the end of the year you got a whole book of different things you want to do you know what Definitely. you I are the first Peckham boy we've had on our show okay. and I have to ask you this question mm. how did Blue Story represent Peckham for you? it's going to sound mad I've never even finished it oh. <laughs> I've never finished it busy, and the thing busy, is busy. Ratman's my guy as well because like this, 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 this is the crazy thing about it is that and how much your life can transition. 2019, last year, I got an email. The Prime Minister is inviting me to Downing Street. I was like, what? Like, this is mad. So I just thought, on the actual day, I just thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. And they went, oh, no, you're on a panel. You, Ratman, and Jamal Edwards. So we had to wow. sit down and talk to all the kids. So I'm sitting there with these three guys. I'm like, wait, these guys, you've done Blue Story. You've got SBTV. I just come out of jail. Like, what are they on? They're like, nah. Like, we want you to be there as well because of what... So it's mad. And I see Ratman a couple of times again when I see him, um, my sister's graduated. I think he had a family member graduating on the same day as well. And like from what he's done and sort of transpired and gone on, but I'm hearing a lot of people from Lewisham are not happy with um, Blue Story. I've not, I've st- I st- remember putting it on, okay, we're going to watch this, but I was just so tired and knackered in that day. I've not, but you know what? As you said this after training today, me and my sister are going to watch it because she actually, because she's from Lewisham and she actually went and watched it twice, I think. So, yeah. I've watched it. I've watched it. Obviously, for me, I lived it, innit? So my views would be different. But I wouldn't say that I'm not happy with it. I would say that that's somebody else's perspective of it. Mm. It's not my perspective. Mm. It's not how I saw it. Because I, obviously I never made the film, innit? Mm. But that's his perspective. Mm. Everyone, that, everyone's, everyone's versions, interactions and stories are going to be different. Mm. Ratman's version and story is different to mine mm. because he's not me. Mm. So I'm not, not happy with it. I do like it. I, I do think, I, at the same time, I do believe, I know why a lot of people are upset because probably feel like he should have consulted with a lot of people. And obviously, if you're if you're making a film, research purposes or whatever, if you're, mm. like you said, mm. they brought the rights to your story. Mm. They have to speak to you about mm. that because it's research. He doesn't have to do anything. But, but, he but, doesn't but, owe anyone. But I get, yeah, I, I get Ratman's point because even when I started doing these stories on Peckham, I'll get older Peckham guys calling me and calling next people like, well, I don't know my man. Where was he from? He was, and this brother, no, that was my man's little brother and, and so on. So even to the point that where people wasn't even sure who's much older, people my generation know exactly who I am. Other people, they'll be like, oh, how come you be talking about Peckham? You didn't mention this person, that person, and this person. 
I'm like, bro, you guys are good six, seven years older than me. I don't know, I don't know your story to tell your story. Exactly. I can tell the story from my point of view. So if I tell you the story of when me, Chester, and not came and had a fight in Newcastle, get up, boys, because I was there and that's what I saw. Exactly. I can't say what happened ten years before with other people. Sort of thing. So I get, I get Ratman's point of view. One hundred. Ratman. Ratman. Big up Ratman, man. He did. He did. That was Very that well. was amazing. And that, and that, like I said, that even pushed that pushed both of our boroughs to the mm. front, to the forefront. Mm. That pushed everyone's story I mean, to the what, forefront. Worldwide. worldwide. Do you understand what it's I'm saying? Worldwide. That pushed all of our stories. Like off of that, there's been opportunities for people that mm. people will never understand. Like Jay Z knows about ghetto boys. Do you understand? Mm. Like Jay Z yeah. knows about ghetto and Peckham boys. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I guarantee you, before rap man, he didn't. Mm. So mm. I'm thankful to him mm. for telling the story because it needed to be told. But why do you think that people? I'm not because I I have heard of quite a few people. I've seen different things come out. Like oh, what he doesn't know what he's talking about. Is it? Does it come from a place of them just thinking? Oh, he don't know. Or is like is is there a slight bit of hate? Like why does he get to tell the story? Um, how can I, how can I ask, how can I, how, I don't want to answer this. You got to sit down with rap man and see where. He no, but he's asking, from. he's asking, he's asking why people like, it's not, that's nothing to do yeah, with rap no man. No one knows. What, that's nothing what to do with rap man. No one knows what perspective he was coming at. A lot of, a lot of what I've heard. Fiction, it could just be a fictionary thing with a little twist. No, it's his, obviously it's, it's obviously it's his view. It's his story. He wrote it down. So it's not it's not a fake story. It might be it might be based on it might not be a hundred percent real, but it's gonna be based off of true events because it's Peckham Boys versus Ghetto Boys. Mm-hmm. So however you want to look at the story, it's definitely based on some truth. Mm-hmm. He might have had to spin a few bits and add a few bits to make it a visual picture, mm-hmm. but it's definitely based on true events. Like I said, I think the general gist of it is from what I've heard and whatever is that he wasn't really involved in the beef like that. Mm. I'm not saying he's not, he wasn't one of the man them or mm. he didn't do his little things here and there. But obviously you always have, in every gang, you have the main heads. Mm. You have the main ones, the main ones that were there doing things, the names that you've heard, mm. the Cravers, the Coleys, the Rascals, whatever, whatever, whatever. They are the main ones that was mm. out there doing whatever. Mm. So obviously, like I said, they feel like if you're going to tell a story about, which is which they would call their life, mm. you should consult with them. Mm. So I, I get both sides. I get both sides of the fence. Mm. I, I understand rap man and I understand the man them. I, mm. I, I understand both sides of it. Me, I'm neutral. I'm happy that he told the story because, like I said, he shedded light on something that I think the world needs to know about. Mm. Because for America, this must that must have been a mad wake up call. Like, mm. hold on, these little these little London boys are moving like that mm. car. When I would, last time I went to America, I don't even speak the cleanest. I mm. can speak. I, I don't speak bad. Fit your posh, yeah, bro. Mm. The brother said to me. I asked the brother for weed. Mm. I said to him, yo, can I get some weed? You 5-0? Saying, you know? <laughs> what? He's saying, you 5-0? You sound, yo, where the white man at? You sound like a white man. I'm saying, bro, what are you on about, bro? He's saying, what? Everybody talk like that in England. Everybody chats like me, mm. bro. You lost your mind. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So in that context, the man them ferrate it because he's brought arting to the forefront. Mm. People, people now pay attention. You could, you, Blue Story has brought so much attention to things mm. that needed to have attention brought mm. to. And that's all due to Ratman even wanting yes, to make that no story. Because he didn't need to make that story. Mm, yeah. Let's be real. He no already told Shiro's story. Mm. He already got the deal with Jay-Z. Mm. He didn't need to do that. Mm. He was already where he was. Mm. So big him up for what he done. 100%. Obviously, sometimes, yeah, you're never, you, you can't please everyone. You're never gonna. No, if you go through life trying to please, if everyone's happy with you, you're not doing something right. I always say, do things for yourself and what benefits yourself and family and the byproduct of what that comes. Because if you if you like red and you like green, 
And I said, okay, I can't do red, I can't do green because he's not going to be having it. Then you're not being true to yourself. Always be true to yourself and do things how you want to do it and tell other people that, look, you got every opportunity to go out there and make your own blue story. 100 That's my story, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We got to tie this up. Yeah, I'd even realise we've been here for an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, nice. That's nice. flown, nice. man. Nice. That's flown, brother. Thank you so oh. much for coming through. Pick up yourself and yeah, keep pushing. You. Love keep that. You, you understand? Yeah? That's it, man. We're good to go.